Okay, Dave, Mariah, last week we had our pumpkin spice debate. Mm -hmm. I know you guys are uh, anti-cold pumpkin beverages. Yep. But I, for one, am very pro. No free ads, but I do love (laughs) a Dunkin' pumpkin iced coffee with one cream. Yeah, I did have to go get one for myself for Mm -hmm. this podcast recording because, I mean... I want to be impartial. I don't want to just give Duncan this free advertisement. I'm going to I'm going to put it to the test. Right. Uh, so, Dave, Mariah, I know you have both uh, purchased the medium pumpkin iced coffee with one cream from yep. Duncan. Um, that is very specific. Me, it is very specific. That's the way I like it. Um, please give me your honest review, only if it's good. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, it was different. Um, I, I still don't know that I prefer my pumpkin drinks cold. Something that I noticed about Duncan's pumpkin flavor is that I don't, is turmeric, a uh, pumpkin spice? Is that part of the pumpkin spice umbrella? Cause I felt like I detected more turmeric. Oh my goodness, one. Dave, you your review turmeric? is so much is, more in depth. Than my palate is not that sophisticated. I'm like, mm, tastes good. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's, that is all I have. I also just <laughs> didn't feel like I could taste much coffee. And as someone who prefers my coffee nice and thick, like a French press black coffee, I wanted more coffee flavor. So I see the value, but I don't know that it's for me. Okay, Mariah. Mariah? Okay, well, I'm here to save our potential sponsorship with Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> I loved it. I think it's, I'm also, I've got different tastes than you. It sounds like I cannot do black coffee. And I also love our difference in reviewing here because you went straight to the taste, which makes total sense. Meanwhile, I'm in the drive through <laughs> and they're like, it's going to be 238 or something like that. And I was like, what? And then you mm-hmm. get this giant coffee Uh it is actually it's two dollars and 64 cents yes and it's bigger this is their medium and it's bigger than starbucks's large so from a value perspective i was all about it by the way when you guys go to starbucks do you give in and use the names that they like the grande venti and all that i feel like you do yeah. I feel like I a special kind of rebel because I refuse to say grande and then they always correct you every time. Yeah. <laughs> I was a barista I in college small. though. I was a yeah. Starbucks barista. So Did it did it bug you when people like me came in and said, I'll take a medium pumpkin spice latte? Cause they No, I, I was never like that picky. They do correct <laughs> you though every time. Anyways, I yeah. digress. But I like that Dunkin' Donuts is a little more approachable in the language on their menu, unless you're Dave and who has to text which version of this pumpkin spice well, flavor. Well, I just wanted to make sure <laughs> oh I had... Gosh. You know yeah. I have a scientific mind. I had to make sure that I was getting exactly what we were reviewing right. <laughs> I was like, I texted Dave and I was like, just say this. <laughs> I don't know how to answer any of your questions. This is what I my order, okay? <sighs> anyway, anyway. Dunkin' Donuts, here we are. Give us your money. Give well on my behalf because I reviewed it favorably, and so did Ellen. Yeah, Starbucks back me. me. <laughs> Dave is hard to please. It sounds like Eric. We're still waiting on your review. Get out there. I know I you're a like, pumpkin spice hater. <laughs> I'm, I'm not big on it in beverages, not even beers. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! All right, okay. we'll let it slide. But uh, we are full on into fall, which means we can no longer be scoffed at for talking about pumpkin spice. It is officially past the 20th and it is fall dave if we had this conversation about pumpkin spice in april people would tune out immediately 
Oh, <laughs> that's, that just, that's true. This doesn't exist then. <laughs> Not even a thing. It stops being special if you offer it year round. That's true. Precisely. It's very true. Okay, so we in episode number 32, which was three shows ago. I'm really good at math. Um, <laughs> we did you seem to be our, calculating slowly, though. <laughs> one, two, three, carry the one. The uh, listeners didn't hear the two-minute pause that I just cut out. <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh, yeah, we were doing our <laughs> East versus West debate, and it dawned on our little crew here that we never really quite settled the debate in terms of who actually won. I think you guys oh, kind of yeah. claimed the win last week or the week prior. However, I noticed Ellen and I got a lot of love in our Facebook group. But you okay. guys, I think you guys got a little more love on Instagram. I'm okay with that. We won the Instagram story poll, right? Yeah, you guys won the Instagram story. So we got the poll, most votes. But so Mariah we won. and I won in the group. <laughs> what is this? Electoral college versus popular? Yeah. Vote? So, so is this quantity versus quality? Did you just have more favorable comments, or is, did you have a higher number of comments? Oh, you're such a. Scientist. We're just gonna call it a draw. <laughs> <laughs> they were high quality votes on our because in around the campfire our Facebook group people can explain their vote or on Instagram mm-hmm. stories you can't really explain yourself so um, there's that. <laughs> well, so we're calling it a draw. Uh, yeah, I'm okay with that. A draw. Fine. We had some fun. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> uh, what, what are we, we doing today? To f- yeah, Jinx. Today, we're looking back at summer and looking ahead to fall. Yes. Okay. So today, we're being very introspective, very very just reflective in general. All four of us are going to think back on this summer, which was unprecedented, as everyone likes to say, uh, (laughs) and think about things that we wish we had done, but also celebrate the things we did do and just kind of have a nice, fun, little low-key discussion. I'm all about it. Awesome. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Cabin is brought to you by the Wisconsin Counties Association, and this week we're featuring Lincoln County. I kind of forget about Lincoln County sometimes. Lincoln County was created in 1874, and at the time, it included most of present-day Oneida and Vilas County. Encompassing nearly 900 square miles in north-central Wisconsin, Lincoln County ranks 21st in size. Out of 72, no less. (laughs) Merrill is the county seat and is one of two major cities. Kind major of major cities? cities. I was going to say that. <laughs> major towns. The other one being Tomahawk. Uh, this is my favorite fact, Alan. <laughs> there are more unnamed lakes in this county than there are named ones. There are By 500 a wide margin. Yes, there wow. are 577 unnamed lakes and 152 have actual names. So how do you get your name on a lake? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we this came up before, and yeah, we've Ellen talked about said she would do some research. I have not figured out how to claim a lake. I want to go to Paulson Lake. <laughs> Stay tuned. I'll try harder next time. Couldn't Lincoln right. County raise some money that way? I mean, you know how that you can pay to name oh a star. Gosh. Can't That's Lincoln a County idea, say, hey, Eric. name our lakes. Give us X number of dollars, and you can name a lake after yourself. Lakes what a great have, gift to give someone. Lakes now have sponsors, like this is the American <laughs> Family Lake. Yeah. If yep. anyone from the Lincoln County CVB is listening, email me. Yeah, I've right. got some ideas. Also, shout out to the Quahomet Ski Club. 
Uh, Quahamet is tomahawk, spelt backwards. Ah, oh, uh, okay. yeah. They they took me out barefoot water skiing a few years back for our tomahawk and Merrill episode, which you should check out on YouTube and Roku. And that's Lincoln County. So it was a Lincoln County episode, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was beautiful. Cool. No, 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 no. It was a Wisconsin <laughs> River episode. Oh, gotcha. And, okay. and that's on towns. show prep. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Onward. Next. All right. Well, you know, we covered so many destinations and highlighted our favorite spots this summer. And today we officially transition into fall, as Dave mentioned. So it's only fitting that we do a little reflection on some of our favorite memories from this past summer and talk about what we're most excited for this fall season as unprecedented as this fall will be. This was Audio Dave's idea. So Audio Dave, can you please explain today's show concept? putting you on spot. Yeah. And this is a good exercise for all the listeners to do as well. Uh, We're going to be sharing some of the things that we wish we would have gotten around to this past season and kind of look forward and set goals and share that with each other and do our part to hold each other accountable so that we can grab a hold of the reins that is time and make sure we get to (laughs) make sure we get to doing what we want to this season. This would be a great dinner table conversation, I feel like. Yeah. Okay. Eric, I see you got, I see you added some um, points that you did get to do this past summer. Is that what this is? Yeah, most, yeah, it was all stuff I did do. You were Um, busy. It was a busy summer and really to jog my memory, I had to go into my phone and like flip back through photos. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And and look at the timestamps. I'm like, oh yeah, that was this year. That was uh, that was in the summer versus the spring. Um, you know, it's it's interesting with all of the cancellations of events this year. In a way, I took advantage because I was in Door County the weekend of July 4th this year, and that has never happened because I'm always at Summerfest. Mm. So I got to check out Door County when it was uh, <laughs> even with COVID, it was pretty busy. A lot of people, especially from Illinois up there wow. over the July 4th holiday, but the, the weather was hot and beautiful and it was so much fun. Uh, you know, and I love Door County when no one else is there, which is because it's so serene. Mm-hmm. But boy, when it's bustling with people, it, it's really a blast. So that was a lot of fun. I mean, traveling on weekends where normally I'd be at State Fair or Summerfest gave me a chance to really get out and explore the state more in the summer. That's awesome. I feel like I kind of had the opposite issue. Like I had an easier time thinking of things I regretted doing, regretted not doing. <laughs> regretted doing? I want to hear about those. <laughs> yeah, no, I, this summer I was very low-key for obvious reasons. But yeah, I, I thought it was interesting that you had on that you were excited you got to go to state parks because I, I I, went to, I think, three. But I really wanted to go to more because I'm still I'm trying to tick off all of them on my list. I think I have 15 more to go. But I was hoping this would be the summer I would be able to cross more of those off my list. So I'm really looking hard at planning a fall trip to go to, I want to go to five state parks up in like the Northwest area that I have not yet hit. What are they? Or just They are Lake Wissota. They are Straight Lake, uh, Merrick State Park. I mean, they're, they're in, they're oh, up yeah. there and they're far enough apart though, that it's going to take some logistics on my part. Like it's going to take a few days for sure, but it's like, oh, I just want to I've been wanting to get to those for quite a while. <laughs> so... So that is your regrets for the summer and your hopes for the fall? I guess Is there anything so. that you did for the first time this summer? Yes. I. So we had very few 
productions this summer. We did have some, and I was mm-hmm. really pumped to get to go to Epic in Verona, the Epic Systems, the oh, campus. Yeah. Um, that was something that had been kind of like somewhere on my bucket list for a really long time. And, you know, one thing I, I've always said I've loved about the work we do is it we constantly get to remind people of what's in their own backyard. And COVID, I will say, I think has really forced people to think hard about that. And that was the thoughts I had all day while I was at Epic is, gosh, this is literally 20 minutes away from where I've been living for the past decade. And I somehow had not made it there. It was a good reminder to just do it, do what's on your bucket list, get there. Um, I love that. And then I also got to take Josie, my mini golden doodle, kayaking for the first time earlier this summer, which was a treat. She Did she paddle a lot? or? Well, <laughs> she's... Uh, one of those she like doesn't know she can swim she's one of those awkward dogs and uh i got in the kayak first and i forced her i mean she has separation anxiety in in a big way and so she got really scared when i got in the kayak by myself so she swam to me and she looked petrified to do it (laughs) but she got in so i was so proud of her i'm like oh yeah my dog like see you can swim (laughs) it was definitely a moment and there were it was funny because there were a lot of people on shore watching this all happen and when she got climbed in they all clapped from the shore they were so excited for her (laughs) it was a moment i wrote it in her baby book i'm just kidding she doesn't actually have a baby book (laughs) i'm sure you guys think i have one but i do not have a baby book for my dog wouldn't it be a puppy book (laughs) yeah well she's like my baby wouldn't judge if you did yeah. yeah, I mean, what did you judge well, a little bit? To your face. <laughs> yeah. That is probably one of my regrets of the summer is that we didn't get our dog Jack swimming as well as we should have. Um, because one of the new things that we did do this summer was try paddle boarding mm. and loved it so much that we went out and bought our own. And <gasps> wow. because they were so popular, they were back ordered and we ended up just getting them a couple weeks ago. So we've used them once and haven't even thought about getting him on the board with us. But yeah, he is not a confident swimmer. So we we just bought him a life jacket and we got to get him comfortable in the water. <laughs> but I'm very excited for next summer to be able to take him out paddleboarding. So stand up paddleboarding. Yeah. And where did you go for these? We rented from uh, Lake Wingra. Mm-hmm. Nice, calm so lake. So right there in Madison. Madison. Okay. Yeah, it was uh, super affordable to get two hours on the boards, and it's a lot easier than you would think. I assumed that... I, Unless you're Eric. I have a very tall center <laughs> of gravity, so yeah. I was super worried. But, Just uh, because no, there's stand no tumbles. Just because there's Standing. a lot of video of me falling off stand-up paddle boards from Discovery oh, Wisconsin yeah? shoes does not mean I'm not good <laughs> at it. <laughs> Yeah, I had never tried it before, but uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Looking forward to more Did of it. your ankles hurt? Yeah. Mine there really was a hurt. Lot, there's a lot of muscles that I did not realize I was not using. I just, you use I your always, core a lot with that. Yep. Well, I wonder, like, I'm like, gosh, your, for your ankles to hurt, in my case, it, if it was odd to me. I'm like, am I, is, do they hurt because I'm tense because you're just a little more nervous and uneasy on that paddleboard? Or because really you're just standing on it. It just doesn't, yeah. you wouldn't think it would be as big of a workout as it actually is. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I definitely felt it the next day or the day after that. Huh, but yeah. I should get some stand-up paddleboards. I heard anything <laughs> related to fitness is on back order in like the biggest yeah. way. I wouldn't know because I haven't tried ordering anything <laughs> fitness related, but uh, that's crazy. That's crazy. Probably because yeah. of COVID and shut down spring. Mm-hmm. And yeah. for me too, I mean, I, I got out and kayaked more and I got to actually kayak in the city this year because uh, I've mm-hmm. done it. 
up on the Menominee and Peshtigo rivers and some other wilderness areas, but it was kind of cool kayaking right through downtown Milwaukee. Yeah. You know, you're, you got the buildings around you and the hustle and the bustle and you're pushing trash out of the way with your paddle, you know, oh. uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> just <laughs> not like a every lot, kayaking just, trip out there. Yeah. Just a little bit. And it's so actually, rustic. In the city, they were talking about uh, when you're in Milwaukee, you go under all of these bridges that will open in the middle if to let our taller boat through. Uh, but there's, you know, little beams under those bridges. And apparently a lot of people have been bringing bottles of wine and beer and all that with them on their kayaks. And then they were putting them up in the, on the beam in the bridge because it looks like a shelf. Oh, and geez. so you're paddling under these bridges and there's just rows of glass bottles. Oh, no. But the problem is when they raise the bridge, they all go in the water. So the city oh, no. actually had to put out an edict that said, hey, stop doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't see that when you kayak in the wilderness. <laughs> you know. I think I hiked more this summer than I ever have before. Really? I got my first state park pass accidentally <gasps> oh, um, because I got fined at Devil's Lake. Oh. <laughs> well, because so they weren't selling day passes, like they weren't mm-hmm. having like a person in their in booth. Person, yeah. right. And so I, I didn't have a state park pass and I was with my friend and we were like, well, let's just park and see what happens. <laughs> and then for all the famous days. last week. Yeah, yeah, but then it, then I like my ticket was just to pay for a state park pass. And I was like, well, now I have a state park pass. That's awesome. So I really enjoyed that. I hiked. I went to a lot more county parks as well. Hmm. There's two parks, this is my regret for the summer, that you guys actually, like, educated me on that I really want to go to that for some reason are closed. They're closed because of COVID. I always find it interesting that, like, Devil's Lake is open and it's so popular, but Gibraltar Rock State Park and oh, yeah. um, Parfreeze Glen are both have been closed. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if they're open again. They could be. Maybe I'll go this fall. But Parfreeze has experienced some go to. over tourism, so I can see why mm-hmm. that yeah. one's closed. Um, and I Gibraltar know Gibraltar Rock, Rock is those trails kind of get a little narrow on uh, the way up. Maybe that's it. Yeah, they do. I can't think of though why that one would be. I'm kind of curious why they're closing that one. That yeah, is, it's I'm just like sure. a like a small. Like some of the state parks are closed, a lot of them are open. So I did a ton of hiking this summer, which I really enjoyed, uh, and I'm really hoping to get out to you know those two maybe this fall. I'd like to get out to those two, Ellen. Those both seem like such cool places, and those are two places I haven't been. And another one that's on the county level that I just went to for the first time, and I know we've talked about it before, was Lions Den's Lions Den Gorge Nature Preserve, mm-hmm. which is just south of Port Washington, east of Grafton, along Lake Michigan. I got to tell you, I went there on a picture-perfect day a couple Saturdays ago, and the the view of that lake from that cliff where you're 90 or 100 feet up, I got some stunning pictures. You just wanted to stand there and stare at it all day long. <laughs> it looked yeah. like the tropics. The colors of the lake were amazing, and that suddenly become one of my favorite spots in the state. Cool. I saw your pictures. They're beautiful. Looked awesome. Was, yeah. So what are remarkable. we most looking forward to this fall? Mm. Yeah, let's kind of rapid fire our goals for the season coming up. You start, Audio Dave. Uh, my goals are, uh, like I mentioned last week, I want to go to an apple orchard or a corn mm. maze or just uh, either one of those, both, whatever. I'll take what I can get. Um, and also, I just thought of this <laughs> this morning, I want to bake a homemade pie. I've never baked Ooh. a pie, but I want to do the whole, like, make the pie crust from scratch and weave the top. I want to <gasps> go the whole and nine yards. And use the apples you just got from the orchard. Yeah, there's a great idea. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. So wow, that's my goal. That's Apple ambitious. pie is the best. Better than pumpkin. Although pumpkin pie is pretty darn oh, good I too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want to mm. carve a pumpkin. I don't think I've carved a pumpkin in a decade. <gasps> wow. Scandalous. I'm not a very I'm not a very holiday e person. <gasps> I'm just not You're a very festive my gal. Heart. No, I'm not a festive gal. Stop. I'm working on it. I have very festive friends, so I'm hoping mm. I can like just piggyback onto their festivities and be yeah. like, well, let's carve a pumpkin. I haven't done it in like a decade. Yeah, you don't want to. You want to pull out a huge knife and carve up a a gourd. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, so maybe fun. I'll even bake the pumpkin seeds. I haven't done that oh, since I was like yes. a little kid. That is so one of my favorite I think parts that's of the season. A good activity for me. Well, very uh, nice. I love it. Eric, <laughs> what do you got coming up? Oh boy. Well, I, I was actually looking to hit more orchards and farms and all of that too, because I've never really done the apple picking and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And um, I, I don't. I hate to reflect Dave's comments too much, but I was kind of along those same lines. And I noticed, that especially this past year, when the weather gets colder, I stay in and cook more. Mm. Yes. And so I may bake more this year, too. And I, when we had a little bit of that cold front, like we had the one week where it dropped in the 50s and 60s a lot, I was kind of enjoying it. And I wanted to fire up the oven and make something. And so I'm looking forward to expanding my horizons in that regard this fall. I'm going to make so many pumpkin desserts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Say sayonara to our summer bods. <laughs> uh, yeah, I already kind of said I want to do my state park trip up in Northwest so I can cross hopefully five off. And this is further out, but I'm looking forward to cross-country skiing. I'm a little eager for winter only because <laughs> I just went to um, Bigfoot Beach State Park in Lake Geneva, which is a state park I'd been putting off for a really long time. And I was... It's a very small park, but I was super impressed with how wide the trails are. They're perfect for cross-country skiing. So all day, well, before the Packer game on Sunday, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm adding this to my list of cross-country ski destinations. And it's an hour from home, so not too bad. Well, the Farmer's awesome. Almanac is predicting a colder than normal and a snowier than normal winter for us. So hmm. you oh, may get your chance right. sooner rather than later. Yeah. <laughs> well, listeners, maybe we'll have some kind of thread on the Around the Campfire Facebook group. Tell us what you're looking forward to for the season and what you wish you would have done this season that you can get to next year. Yep. Perfect. That'll give us some ideas to talk about. There we go. (laughs) Exactly. Well, this episode of The Cabin is sponsored in part by Wild Eagle Lodge, which is up in Eagle River, the ultimate Northwoods destination, especially this fall. Great place. We've stayed there a number of times. And uh, if you plan a trip to see the beautiful changing fall colors, want to make an entire weekend of it, Maybe you're working or schooling from home. You can do it from the North Woods. They have the technology. In fact, Charlie Brown, Charlie, Charlie Brown, Charlie Barron's the minute to walk minute guy, their guy is actually going to be there this coming weekend on the 25th Saturday. If you want to check that out and exchange a couple of uh, exchange, a couple, two tree thoughts with them. Uh, The lodging there is incredible and there's so much to do while enjoying this transition into fall. So make sure you head to wildeaglelodge.com to learn more and book your stay. If you tuned into episode 24 of The Cabin Pod, then you'll recognize the voice of our next guest. It's time for our Dear Abby segment with social media specialist, Abby Stecker. Welcome, Abby. Hi, Thanks for having me back. Yay. How's it going? Good to have you back. Things. Um, it's going really well, actually. Um, yeah, I've just been a busy bee. Last night, I went to take flight at the Wilderness in the Dells. And you guys, have you ever been? No. Mm-mm. No, what, what is, is that? that? Oh, 
Okay, so it's first off so adorable. They have it set up where it's like uh, screens everywhere of like where your flight's going to depart from and these really cool. um, They look like windows, but they're national parks. So it's like a view of a national park. So that's really fun. Um, And then when you get on board this flight, it basically it's all screens and it's drone images, but it's like you're in the air. So it's like hang gliding. Um, You're going to, like I said, all these national parks, you're flying around with it. You're going above the sea. Um, And then like if you're going over Niagara Falls, the mist is coming at you and it's all simulated with your chair movement too. Like, I don't know, like you'll have to Google it and see for yourself. (laughs) Hmm. Fine. Now I was I was promised that you were going to talk about baby bears. Is oh that my gosh. what we're doing here? <laughs> How hilarious! I could have talked forever if you uh, did not tell from the last podcast about baby bears. We uh, loved it. It was a great story. Everyone should go back and listen to episode twenty four because it was a ton of fun. But today we are going to do a little Q and A. We ask Abby to go to our fans on social media and. Find out what they want to hear. So you got a list of questions for us, right, Abby? And then we're going to do our best to answer the burning questions that you have. Yes, correct. And question number one, I love this because I don't think Dave even thought that this was ever going to happen. But Blanchardville, I mean, (laughs) honestly, the evolution of like how people just know you by that town now is just awesome to me. So the first part of this project, (laughs) you you never know what was going to take hold, right? (laughs) The first question is, if Audio Dave gets Blanchardville to give him the key to the city, where would the other three, Mariah, Eric, and Ellen, get their keys from? Ooh, this is a great question. Hmm. It is. That is tricky. Well, Ellen, I feel like she's not, I mean, I know she's with you, Abby, over there in the studio, but I feel like she would get the keys to lacrosse, maybe? I would think. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Ellen, do I have a head nod? Confirmed. <laughs> okay, Confirmed great. head nod. Uh, I'd probably get the keys to Rock County. Yeah, is there, is there a mentions. key to the county? There is going to be when I ask for one, I feel like <laughs> I've got it. I've been promoting the whole they county. Invent that. It's been a while, though. I, it was like our first few episodes. I feel like yeah, I did we a did. lot of name dropping on Rock County. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Eric... What would yours be? I mean, he's he's just the cheerleader for Milwaukee, so yeah, that seems like an obvious choice. I'd say Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. I've been here a long time. I know it inside and out, and I annoy people on the radio in in Milwaukee every day. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the key. There... That's the key to a good key to the oh, city campaign. That's right. I love <laughs> it. Give Gotta yourself give yourself a rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Eric, like you could get the key to the rustic roads if that was ever, you know, mm, the state trunk yeah. highways, the rustic roads. If they yeah. do keys to roads, I'm, I'm all up about it. <laughs> yes, you would definitely get that one. And I can't forget to mention that that was from Instagram's KC17. So thank you for that question. Hopefully thank you, we were able to answer it as best as we could. <laughs> it's a hard hey, one Abby. for all of us. Abby, what would yours be? Oh, my goodness. Would it be Eagle River or would I mean, it be yeah, somewhere else? I mean, yeah, I feel like it'd have to be Vilas County. Yeah, Vilas County for sure. I never realized how much I knew about northern Wisconsin. Being a part of Discover Wisconsin has actually made me want to go visit uh, places that we show on the show, you know, even more with my kids. So, I don't know, northern Wisconsin. Let me just take the whole top half of the state. <laughs> <laughs> You're the 715 fair, right? key. All right. Yeah. Perfect. Love it. Okay, so the next question is... 
Why are we Wisconsinites so obsessed with fall? But <laughs> dot dot dot. I feel what's accused. the best supper club? Uh, I think so there's two questions in there. That yeah. that first question could be an entire episode on its own. Why are we so <laughs> obsessed with fall? The evidence is brought out in the fact that we opened this episode with a 10 minute discussion that seemed about pumpkin spice. <laughs> Dunkin' Donut yeah. beverages. So. <laughs> Guilty as charged, I believe. You know what, though? Everyone I know who leaves Wisconsin, that is the thing they say. They're like, oh, I miss the seasons. And when they say mm-hmm. I miss the seasons, I know what they mean by that is I miss fall. <laughs> yeah. And even other states I noticed that have fall, they don't have it as intensely as we do. Like it, It's like here in Maine, Vermont, Michigan, Minnesota, it's like there's only a handful of states where it really gets as beautiful as it does here. So I feel like, you know, it, the, the question's a little bit accusational in nature, but I <laughs> feel like... Hey, she added, why do we Wisconsinites? So I think she, I think she oh, okay. feels she the got, same too. She's in the same she's category. She's just trying to explain her, his or her own feelings? Obsession. Yeah, she's trying... I mean... You know what? California's got the ocean. Other states got these cool. We have fall. Okay. Don't take that away from us. We are always going to brag about it Yep. for the, I think, t- the end of time. I think for <laughs> us, it's a mixture of the fall colors. Plus like with the lakes, you can see them, you know, they get the inland lakes get colder, but like Lake Michigan and Superior, they turn angry and big waves. And that's kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. exciting to watch. And we love our fish fries and we love our bonfires. We the love Packers. football. And we love uh, fish boils if you go to Door County. And all of those things are more appropriate for fall. Cranberries. So, yeah, yeah, a lot of, honestly, harvest. some of our most iconic elements of Wisconsin do occur in October, like in the September mm-hmm. through November time frame, which is fun. If you could perpetually live in Wisconsin summer or Wisconsin fall, which would you choose? Fall, hands down. Ooh. For okay. me. I'd go but, summer. But... But I agree with the comment that was made earlier, which is what makes fall so special is its brevity. Like, you know, we all complain when it's over, but it's like, oh, it's such a special time because it's so short. Mm -hmm. Where summer, you have a much longer season, usually. Well, for me, I think like because I live in Eagle River and all the lakes, it's like summer is it. But I think that fall isn't just about the the colors. You know, that's a huge part of it. But it, what what comes along with it, like Badger football, like you said, Packers. It's just mm-hmm. like everything. Pumpkin spice lattes. I mean, like <laughs> enjoying the fall colors with a pumpkin spice latte, whether it's Dunkin' Donuts or not. Like, come on. With the smell of chili cooking in the kitchen. Mm. That's what's I up. think what it comes down to is the mosquitoes die off. That's why we're always <laughs> happier yep. in the fall. Let's be honest. If we can have <laughs> a first freeze followed by a 70 degree day, it's perfect. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So best, it was, it was supper club. Was it supper club with the best view? Is that what it was? Or just best yes. supper club? Okay. Great, great fish fry and old fashioned with a great view of the fall colors. Yes. Okay. Yep. Best supper club to have a fish fry and an old fashioned at with a great view of fall colors. Like, thank you, Jens Arneson from Around the Campfire Facebook group. You have us thinking. Well, there's an obvious one right off the top, right? In the Dells? Yeah. Ishnala. Yeah. I mean, I immediately <laughs> thought of having a nice old fashioned looking over Mirror Lake. Yeah, that's that's number one for me. But I I haven't had a fish fry there. So I guess if it's all one package, I can't speak to that. Uh, I mean, yeah, Ishnala's. We can only pick one. No, we can't do that. I have a couple in mind to recommend. (laughs) But what about a drive to the supper club? 
Well, that's you're adding elements here, Abby. We got to just tackle what's in front of us. <laughs> I was going to throw out Jake's Separate Club in Menominee. Uh, they've got great food, obviously great old fashions. And I like that it's in the Northwoods. That's the one little ding Ishnala has against it is mm-hmm. it's not in the Northwoods. And I feel like if you're going to do a separate club, the, some of the best. I love like Blink Bonnie's, for example. Jake's on the other side of the North. It's like... That one, when I went there, it felt quintessential supper club in the Northwoods. And I, lo- I loved lo- the iconic feel of being there. I love another supper club in the Northwoods in Mountain, Wisconsin, oh. over in Oneida County. It's called Maiden Lake. And it's on the lake and you get the trees around it. So you get the view of that uh, with the old fashioned and the fish fry. That works out beautifully. And can I give two others in different parts yes, of the state? Yes, do it. <laughs> One is, uh, and I was just there not too long ago, Sullivan's in Trempolo, mm-hmm. which okay. offers, they have an outdoor patio and a lot of windows l- overlooking the bluffs on the Mississippi River because they're right on the river. It's like Sullivan's, the railroad tracks, and the water. Hmm. And so you see these gorgeous bluffs, and they have a great old-fashioned. I, I, well, around the fourth or fifth, I forgot, but they were really <laughs> good if I remember correctly. And uh, it's a wonderful place to go. And then you can go hiking in Pro State Park and it's it's quite lovely. And then the other one I will recommend uh, for all the southern Wisconsinites who don't want to venture very far, the Buckhorn, mm, which iconic. is just outside Milton. Mm-hmm. That is a beautiful view of Lake Hoshkanong. You're kind of up on a hill overlooking that lake. And so you get a vast view of the trees around the lake. And the fall colors in southern Wisconsin get pretty nice too, oh, yeah. long about mid-October mm-hmm. before that one big storm comes in and blows it all away. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was going to say Little Bohemia, but I couldn't remember oh. if that was on a lake or not. It is, right behind it, I believe. Okay. Hmm. It's a great one. Ugh, now I'm in the mood. It's yeah, now I'm night. hungry. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Need a supper club in my life. Well, it looks like we have time for one more question. You got anything else for us, Abby? I do. Okay, so this one, you might have to think hard, but I like it. Mm -hmm. So who's one person you've interviewed that you will always remember because of their story? Mm. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy, that's a tough one. Thinking, thinking. (laughs) Two of my all-time favorite interviewees were actually in the same episode. It's called Wisconsin's Marion Shrines. And um, one that I can recall pretty vividly was a priest at Holy Hill named Father Michael Berry. And he, I just remember being so taken aback in the best way by his story. He actually worked on Wall Street for, I think, several years and was just over it. And like, yeah, like he, I think he was engaged at the time. Like he just left his, basically his life in New York City and was just like, not in a good place, and he felt called to be a priest and ended up in Holy Hill. And wow. Wow, yeah, he yeah. just did this deep dive into the story, and I remember being like, wow, that is not that is not what I expected at all. It was just a really cool shoot, and I got to meet fascinating people. I'm personally really uh, intrigued and fascinated by like priesthood and finding out why people kind of felt called into going into that field. And so mm. that was... I just kind of like shut off that entire interview and let's listen to him tell a story because I was so like, you know, mouth open, like, wow, that's crazy. It was very cool. Cool. That's a much deeper one than mine. Uh, I just, (laughs) I I don't know if it's the story so much as just what what this guy was doing all the time uh, over in Prairie du Chien. I found him very interesting. A guy named Mike Valley. 
and uh, he's been on our show. He's been on some others. He was on Wisconsin Foodie and everything. He owns a place called Valley Fish in Prairie du Chien. And this guy, we dealt with him in Prairie. We dealt with him in the Prairie du Chien episode, and we went fishing with him one afternoon. And he just pulls up hundreds of pounds of fish like every day and sells it in his store and smokes it and sells turtle meat and all this other kind of cool stuff. Oh, yeah. And (laughs) in the show, he was, we were fishing together. It was about 5 p.m. And he said, okay, so you guys are going to be here tomorrow morning at 545 to help me pull up the morning fish, right? Because we were putting nets in the river. Uh-huh. And I'm like, uh, I looked at our producer, Olivia. I'm like, that was not in the production book. Um, <laughs> and uh, next thing you know, 5:45 in the morning, we're on the Mississippi River pulling up. Oh, those oh he nets. wasn't kidding. Oh, he wasn't wow. kidding. Just joking. <laughs> and uh, that that got added into our schedule, and we pulled Hilarious. up 225 pounds of fish. Wow. And but he does this all year round gets up that early every morning and we actually went to he lives right behind his store and he cooked us a dinner that was just unreal Mm. Hmm. and you know mike was such a cool unique individual and his daughter's part of the business now and valley fish if you want some great fish smoked fish unique meats uh unique decorations because he crafts a lot of cool stuff out of the things he gets out of the river and everything definitely a cool store to stop by in prairie du chien it's right on the main drag when you come in from iowa very nice. Another hidden gem. Ooh. Abby's coming on here trying Day-made. to get her own sound effects. Yes. <laughs> All right. So we look forward to a lot more questions and around the campfire. So you can write questions to Dear Abby so we can have Dear Abby back with us. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Abby. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Yeah, keep them coming. We love fan-submitted content in general. In fact, Mm -hmm. y'all know one of my favorite things of all time is the fan-submitted reviews that we get on Apple Podcasts. So I'm going to do the honors here and read one of our most recent which is All right, Abby, you got to stick around for the end of the show here. Yep, you're not going anywhere. You, you don't <laughs> get to go. You don't get to go quite yet. Yeah, okay. this cabin's way too cozy to leave, right? <laughs> okay, so this one is from Georgia Girl in a Wisco World. That's fantastic username right Very there. Nice. This podcast is everything a new to Wisconsin person should listen. Oh, that was one sentence. This podcast <laughs> is everything a new to Wisconsin person should listen to. I stumbled there upon this treasure trove of a podcast in April and being new to Milwaukee, it blew my mind how much there is to do in America's Dairyland. This podcast has pretty much everything, great audio, helpful tips, and really encourages adventures in your own backyard. Eric, Mariah, Audio, Dave, and Ellen, you have created a hidden gem. Oh, thank you, Georgia girl. Oh, so nice. Audio Dave is so, so excited sweet. for the audio shout out compliment. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And the we second love hidden gem sound effect in like two minutes. Right. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Uh, can you believe, by the way, this is our 35th episode? Oh, my goodness. That's wow. wild. It's crazy. So Ellen made up another word for our campfire conversation next week. Ooh. Of course she did. We're taking a trip. <laughs> To Brew Wisconsin. Ooh. And covering nice. all of our favorite local breweries. I am ready. Yes. <laughs> Let's do this. I don't know if that made up word tops wildernessy, but <laughs> I am excited for the topic. Well, we had wine, Wisconsin. Let's do Brew Wisconsin. It's about time. All right. 
Today's episode of The Cabin was hosted by me, Mariah Haberman, Eric Paulson, and Dave Janis. Produced by me, Alan Fallon, and Dave. Tune in next week for more campfire conversations and insight into the world of Discover Wisconsin. The Cabin is a production brought to you by Discover MediaWorks. To learn more, head to discovermediaworks.com and don't forget to leave us that review. <laughs> and here's this week's installment of Know Your Wisconsin. The snowmobile enthusiasts of Wisconsin have embraced a sport called watercross, which involves taking a snowmobile out of winter, bringing it into the summer, and racing it on the open water. And yes, it's as wild as it sounds. We start dead stop right on the edge of the water. It takes a lot of power to get you up on the water, but as long as you stay above 30 miles an hour, you'll stay on top of the water. And if you're wondering what happens if you don't keep it above 30 miles an hour... So we have a retriever that goes out and gets them, and they just pick them up with a pontoon, bring it back to the pits, and we drive the motors out and put new gas in them and fire them up. In 1977, the first annual World Championship of Snowmobile Watercross was held in Grantsburg, Wisconsin. And for some Wisconsin families, watercross events have become a summer tradition. My father's been racing since the early 90s, so I kind of grew up around it. It's just a lot of camaraderie, it's a lot of fun, very family-based sport. If you've never seen it before, I got nothing but encouragement for you to come and join us. It's a lot of fun. There's nothing bad about a weekend of watercross. And now you know your Wisconsin.